fight to end your hatred USA to Canada Had to go to NYC mics, put it on camera See I am exhausted, I'm running out of stamina But I can't cause bigotry is building all my anger up Trying to stick up for me, they try to cancel us Like my first time I had to rhyme on biz Hip hop to reggae, the land where Zion is This is real, now they hate you for being Zion Kiss to the bad world, what I'm missing I can't hear cause I'm going deaf Every time they trying to change the definition I'm a student, I'm a teacher, my job is protected children Flow is just rather real Three books, Jews don't count as a book By Betty L, I'm bugging out I just lost half my chill Now it's time to spill the honey Show love like Welcome Ellie back Marcel. everybody This the week's Castle. episode is a little different This is our first ever on world podcast We're here live, you know what I mean? And my buddy Kosher Deals Right from the MTV series Yeah, man Wildin' out Wildin' out in my apartment, man You guys welcome Right welcome in the apartment, welcome. man This yeah. is the, this is the, Look at this, man You can't knock this <laughs> <laughs> right, right here in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, man, this is it. Wow, wow this, this is crazy. Well, we really appreciate you, and you know, we respect you. Know what I mean, you, you welcome us here with open arms, bro. You guys are sitting on a. This is a. This couch has a story. This apartment has a story, nice. and uh, we all got stories, man. Yeah, man, this is this is cool that you guys came down. This is crazy how we linked up. Yeah, it's real crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes next networking is different, you know. You know, I always expect something to happen. Like it's always gonna be something. So this is the something that happened Absolutely. from last from last night's last night's adventure. So here we are. You know, man. Yeah. Well, you reside here what in Brooklyn? Yeah, this is it, man. Born and raised? Uh, no, no, no. I'm from Jersey. Okay. So born in Jersey. My whole family's Israeli. Uh, lived in Jersey. I was 29. Moved out to LA on the uh, you know artist thing. I was doing music probably for you know eight years up till then you know on a more serious level maybe maybe nah i would say seven years and then i'm like i gotta get out to la i was really big about going to la um and from there just you know stayed in la nine years came back went to israel then went to la during the pandemic new york so this is two years officially here but coming up on three years total in new york okay. all right bye what was your child like childhood like yeah, um, that's so funny, man. What was my childhood like? So, you know, growing up with, you know, I grew up with immigrant uh, parents, so it wasn't like the typical mm -hmm. American experience, let's say, or you would say even like American Jewish experience, but having Israeli parents, I think anyone, where I, I was born in Edison, New Jersey, this is where like I feel my childhood was different. We went like sports, so there wasn't like, the, I think a lot of kids, you know, maybe... Kids that go to church, you know, they go to like the camp or we know there's special things with their like local religious communities or, you know, we our our family. We just soccer and wrestling. That's what I did. So I was playing soccer since I was like four. You know, we skied at like the local Pennsylvania spot, Shawnee Mountain. And it's just funny. Now that I'm speaking with you, I'm thinking all these places have sort of, you know, native, you know, you know, proximities to different tribes and stuff. So we would go to Pennsylvania, upstate New York, Vermont. Okay. And then, and then you know, wrestling was really age 8 till age 20. So everything was like wrestling, just wrestling camps, wrestling clubs. And that was a big thing. So you must have been good at wrestling if you were traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up going Division One um, for like two years. Okay. And then, uh, you know, drugs got into the picture. So, you know, it's hard to be an, an athlete who excels at Division One, like, 
Motherfuckers is good, you know? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Is that you need to be cut from a certain cloth to wrestle. And then there's this, like, levels. You just got to keep leveling up as you go along because the competition just gets better. You I know? mean, that's, you, you could kind of top. compare that to, like, a military base, too. You know what I mean? They don't just got the, the navies in there. You know what I mean? They got those, those elites in there. Right, the exactly. D1, D2, D3. Exactly. So, you know, you got your, you know... Your foot soldiers, and you got your sergeant, lieutenant, you got some generals out there. You know? Absolutely. I don't, you know, you got some Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs are not the ones to play with. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Those are the elite. Just in, yeah, exactly. The elite, elite. And I, I always was enamored by being the elite. But, you know, music, my hip-hop stuff started coming in, I would say I was 17, 16, and... I liked the idea of getting on stage and battling people. That was like really fun for me. It built my confidence. It was also similar to wrestling because you know I wasn't wrestling anymore, but I was wrestling in the beginning, and then just rapping was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And um, but you know, I came back to coaching and things like that. But giving back now. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just anyone who wrestles. I mean, this is just. She's so like, I meet you through music, right? And we're gonna we'll dive into that. But I mean, just anyone you come across, like a wrestler could look at someone's ears, because my ears, I mean, I got the headphones on, but you see I have cauliflower ear, or you could say I have surgeries. They're like, okay, don't mess with that guy because he wrestled or he's a fighter. What is that? How is that format, the, the cauliflower? Um, it's just from like trauma on hitting your ear and then it fills up with liquid and then you either get it drained or you get a surgery on your ear from like a uh, uh, an ENT, an ear, nose, throat specialist, I think it's called like that. Okay. Um, or you just let it harden up. and just, Yeah, and it just forms into a cauliflower. So, like, <laughs> oh, the dudes with the most cauliflower, if you watch Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like, these dudes' ears are just trash. Or if you look, Olympic wrestling dudes' ears are, it's sort of like a, an attractive quality. So, I mean, people, uh, normal people think it's nasty but you know so it's like a harley person looking at yeah it's person. actually like a rite of passage if you have cauliflower ear like you're kind you're of somebody. a badass yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly you put you put that work in you know what i mean so um yeah man i just love wrestling so for for me if you could wrestle i think you know we're just going to childhood i think like the rest of life could be easy yeah mm-hmm. so d- d- as you wrestled did you Accommodate any like mental things, any you know, because that's you gotta stretch, you gotta you gotta strain your body sometimes to make way, you know. Yeah, um, I built up probably a lot of negative habits. I think that I've carried on to my adulthood, like being concerned about my weight. I mean, like I was doing. I mean, I had a lot of negative traits. I just remember one time, you know, we would gone to Florida during high school, and uh, we were all overweight because we're traveling, so we're <laughs> not eating and. Um, I remember just going into a hot tub with like the team and I'm like, all right, I have to lose nine pounds for this, uh, you know, sectionals meet versus hundred and county, hundred and central. And I'm like, damn, I'm just like losing, I got to lose nine pounds. So I would pretty much, yeah, spitting, but like you got to run an hour in all sweats with a bag and work out maybe two hours to lose six pounds of water weight. Um, so now you're, you know, down to three. But there will be people that be like, yo, stand on your head. This is crazy. You stand on your head and you could literally lose weight by standing on your head. So you could lose like a quarter pound because you're shifting the weight in your body. You <laughs> wait. What about the blood rushing? Um, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. No, no. I mean, obviously it's not good. Like I said, it's not good for you. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah, but I remember this one dude um that that wrestler and he was he was a badass and his whole family was a bunch of badasses with wrestling and we were like oh man he's the man like stand on your you know 
I was like, looked up. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. You know, because <laughs> he was older. I was like, oh, that's that's horrible actually if you think about it now. But yeah, that was it. I mean, and like I still weigh myself often now, and I'm always like, oh man, I gotta, you know, it's just. I kind mean, of look a at thing. your lifestyle though. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta take that into consideration. You know, you can't be up on stage looking <laughs> sloppy. You can't. You know what I mean? That's so. It's not. Yeah, thank God because I don't. I would say my eating habits are bad, but like my workout habits are good. But to really, you know, really just be on another level, I think it's you know you have to eat healthy, work out mm -hmm. hard. And to really make a giant shift in your body and your body becomes addicted to certain things and lifestyles and stuff and staying up late, like, you know, staying up late wasn't a thing until after high school, you know, like, you know, because usually you just you're waking up at seven. So you're more tired. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, I mean, being in this New York City vibe, being down here, you know, what I mean, coming down here and traveling and networking with everybody and it's great networking ability and, you know, Kay and all I'm interested and they wanted to go and I said no nah, I can't I said I gotta get this podcast you know this is yeah that's nah. why when Eddie was hitting me up I told him I said nah man I can't I gotta you know it's, it's it's really discipline is a hard thing that a lot of people a lot of people even myself have discipline you know I woke up really late the other day and I was like you know a lot of times I'll wake up from the sunlight like I'm just like all right boom but today I was like yeah I'm going out like I need to set an alarm I need to set my alarm for like nine o'clock and that's kind of late but that's also early for a lot of people that sleep late you know there's a huge Absolutely. difference in what you're going to get done in the day from if you're up and at it at 9 a.m to 11 a.m versus you're like fighting your you know 11 to 4 because it's really just getting and cracking at 12 30 and da, 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 and you know let's say you're on the west coast and you're screwed you know what i mean oh so that they're you know, way behind and everything yeah exactly so you know Waking up early is the wave when you get older. Like, I'm at an age now where I'm like, okay. Early bird gets the worm. Yeah, because you're kind of trying to go through the nostalgia thing of like, man, I want to get back to what made me into who I am now, which was wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And that's the tenacity of like my youth was just wake up, work out, work out, compete, 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 work out. So now you have to compete with yourself because you're an adult. You're not, we're not. I'm not squaring off. I'm, you know what I mean? You're, you, you're you took, competing you, with yourself. You, you took your competition in a format in a different yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You got that. Hey, I got to go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that's, that's cool, though. What 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 drives you to the success that you're at right now? What drives me to... What is it? To, to continue on your success path. What, um, You know, I think, like... Well, I just... So, you know, just for people that are, like, privy to my shit, I mean, I've been rapping since the late 90s, and it's 2023, right? I was born in 81. So if you think the first time I was on stage was 98, that was the first time I was on stage in New York City, New York Poets Cafe. <clears throat> you know, I should have gotten a job or, or some shit, like, along the way. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, oh, well, you're not going to make it or whatever, you know? And the reality is, like... I had a lot of success, so I had what on paper looks good, so if I could show you, I'm cool. And this is the thing about hip-hop, is that it's the only industry where I'm trying to tell you I have something that I really don't for the hope of me getting some more. So no mm. other industry really works like that. Like It would actually be illegal in real estate for me to tell you this house is a million dollars, it's worth 200000 Like You know what I'm saying? Like certain things, and you're like... I it's not there's no value there yeah you can't like you can't get your house appraised for the wrong price you know what i'm saying so you're pretty like much talking at the corporate level you know what i mean looking at things of yeah you so so for me like all the signs i had a lot of the success so 
I I charted on Billboard, but it was really it was I think we were discussing this last night. I was like, I charted on Billboard in 2016, and I'm like, okay, I'm charted on Billboard, so now you should be at a higher level. And then, you know, I got um, when I came to New York, I started rapping on the street with the speaker and started busking, and the busking stuff is like, you know, I have a song with RZA, but you're still busking. But those videos sort of I went back down to those videos like bringing me up. So now I'm actually more popular by doing something that was very humiliating to many other, like not everyone would do it. And to be in a state of humility is sort of what I strive to be at. It's like, okay, I'm like, a, I'm a grinder. You know what I'm saying? I rap on the subway. Mm -hmm. I try to, I try to rap on street corners and sort of like when you first started rapping, you were like, oh man, you know, like you're like in ciphers and, and trying to impress people just naturally. Trying to get your name out there. Exactly. And, so for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm in a state of humility, what does that mean today? That means, oh, I want to be at the party. Like, why don't you just spend money and be in a studio? I want to be on tour. This is where it is for me this past couple of weeks. I want to be on tour with all these big bands. Well, you're not big, so you should be in a studio and make big songs so people hear them, so you become popular, so people want you to go out with them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But people are like, I just want to go out there where I have now. I'm like, well, you don't got nothing. Yeah, so you can't even go out there. <laughs> so what's no the levers. point? Well, the, the point is you think your shit is going to go, but they're actually doing you a favor and say, stay home. You are not ready. Well, that's You're unique. not ready. Yeah. You're not ready, my guy. And this is the thing. So the other day, I'm just like, what am I going to do? I told you, I just played you guys a song. I made that shit in 90 minutes. If you could make a song in 90 minutes, why how many songs? Why would you even? Why do you got to go to work? Why would you even not want to do that? And my boy tells me this all the time. He's like, if you can make your songs every day and like, all right, this is the next goal. We're going to buy this beat off Beat Stars and we're going to do a project. And the project is you're going to make three songs in two hours each, but you can't. This is the game. So now you got three songs, right? So as a hip hop artist, I'm like, okay. And this is like, imagine if any time I could. So now I'm trying to like recreate my own wrestling practice. And back when I went to wrestling, we used to, you know, you're young, you used to spend money to go to, you used to spend money to go to camps. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're like, all right, you're go to your training camp. You're like, oh, this has got training camp. So I'm like, I have money. I have money now. Like, I, I'm not like, you know, I'm like, oh, I take money, just put it back into my lifestyle of what I want to do. And I, and I was like, I want to, I want to learn how to stay home and, and build you know, this found, I build the foundation. If you look at any like superstar athlete, their whole shit is conditioning. Like someone who could go 12 rounds. So it's, the, it's those repetitive acts that can either create a bad habit or a good habit. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's what a person does. And, and if you want to, if I want to like circle it back to like, to like music, as far as, you know, I've been sober a long time, like all these things been sober almost 18 some years. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. That, that ain't easy to do. Nah, especially in this, especially in this world. Yeah, in, in, in this in this atmosphere that you you show yeah, that, yeah, it's like right because we're meeting at like a Wu Tang event, right, or just like you know film screening Hollywood. You could just take Wu Tang yeah, out of anything, any other thing. A club is this. I want to be there. And for me, I'm like, I went out last night and I met people that knew me from ten years ago, fifteen years ago, two years ago. So some people knew me from two years ago, which is from New York, doing the stuff in New York. Other people met me from, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he met me from, you know, 13 years ago, I think 2010. I mean, the Woo dudes knew me from 09. Um, and the guys that are playing the Wu-Tang, you know, TJ, who's, you know, playing a ca main character 
and he has, you know, he's popping, he's a fashion guy, 150,000, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's excelling, right? Absolutely. Ice Spice is commenting on, I did his, his first rap show in Philly, he did it with me, and we opened up for this dude Wax, and like, you know, we probably got paid like $100, and he, I think he had to sell tickets, so he was in Philly, and it was a dope show, it was a place called the Trocadero. And he's like, holy shit, what are you doing here? He had no clue. And I'm telling Riza, this is how we... And that's from putting in work, right? But a lot of times you could sit back and look and be like, well, why am I not in that position? Or why am I not in You didn't this? put yourself out there. Or you or you did, but you still got to just do... But you, you, you are out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You still just got to do the work. But for me, that just gets me excited to, like, do more work because it just proves to you that work works it just works differently for everybody else everyone has to start at the bottom yeah yeah and like i would say i've put in a lot of work um and i'm just talking i'm going on a tangent but like i put in a lot of work but musically i'm like i could do more i know i could do more and you know i put in a lot of work to the point where i got on wild and out at 40 years old that's what is crazy. I mean? What is that, that like though? Yeah. Because you you said you went from uh, ninety what when you start rapping ninety eight ninety eight to now we're in twenty twenty three yeah exactly that's mm-hmm. that's I mean that's pounding the pavement for a long time yes I had touch stage for the first time in nineteen ninety eight which was in the fall I think in November was when I did the first battle what and was then, that like what was that experience like did I make it or, or what was that like you know what I mean I remember I was. I was high, so it was the first time I got on stage. Smoked weed with my friends. My boy Yak Balls was rapping, um, who, uh, you know, became very successful in his own right, and he was winning all the battles. And I just went against some guy, Big Mike the Terror. And I was, you know, yeah, 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 yeah you know, just rapping. And uh, <laughs> it was like four, it was like eight rounds of four people. So it was 32, and then it was eight, and then it was four, and then it was two. And then I know he ended up taking second place. Um, and I think from there, you know, I went back two months later and then I took, I took a second place, you know what I'm saying? Or I won one whole round and went on to the sex. So it was like growth and I was like, oh, it's on, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is, this is dope. Um, and I think, you know, I just, I'm just like not done yet. I just feel like I'm just getting started so crazy. But you know, at that time, like cause of the drugs and stuff, like I didn't go for years without touching a stage or I would go, you know, two years here or maybe write one verse. And I I, I uh, started freestyling along the way and, you know, stuff. You know, I started putting music together, but I just felt like I was good with the ideas. But, you know, last night was really interesting. How can I take being in these circles of people? I'm like, OK, this is the acting world. I have not put in the work that a trained actor would put in. So it's like, you just have to really love writing and comedy. You have to love writing. I mean, being in that, on that stage, you got to be able to shoot from your hip from that. Like, I mean, that's not, yeah, that's naturally who you are. That's just, you got to be quick tongue, you know? Yeah. Oh, for a while then out, definitely like, and a unique back history to have the ability to dive into a, yeah. a unique sector of your brain. Just definitely for that, the bat, the cool shit about Wild and Out is that what I remember when I'm doing Wild and Out is that like I come from battling. So from 98, 99 to 2009 when I won, I won the Hot 97 battle. Um, I remember it was like Asher Roth was head like playing right after I won the battle. He was just dropped I Love College. 
then the next year they invited me back and it was with J. Cole and, and um, I got to open up for J. Cole. And this is like right when his shit was starting to pop with Jay-Z. He had just dropped one song. And I'm like, okay, I'm in this. And then I did like a Red Bull battle before Eminem. And then I really didn't battle. So I was just doing these free, I was just become, I became a street performer and these videos went viral with Fat Joe. And that's really what set the whole wild and off opportunity. But so when I got there, I had to retrain my mind. Like, yo, you, you need to like, you need to cut someone up. Like you need to, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, okay, you know, and you want to understand like, this is your back. And, and, and even though these guys really, the people that I was battling really come from battle rap or they don't. And it's just a different world. So you're like, you have to learn how to adapt into a new crowd, new thing. And I love that. I love adapting into new situations. And I learned that from going to all these events and touring and just being like, okay, now we're in a tuxedo. Now we're in, we're at a Wu-Tang event. Now we're at a club event, you know, and it's did you techno. Ever have that, did you ever have that feeling, you know what I mean, being diverse like that in all different settings, that fear of, man, what, like, is this me or, you know, are you, you just naturally yourself every time? I think... You know, if you, I was a salesman, you know what I'm saying? Like from, I come from selling stuff. Like I sold cemetery plots door to door. I fucking sold candy. I sold fireworks. I sold drugs. I sold, I like to sell stuff. So for me, I was like, oh, you know, I, I like the idea of that. I could just talk to anyone. And even last night I asked somebody, I talked to him and I realized I was, do, you know, I was being a little pitchy and I was just. Just trying to just trying to talk to some new people without, hey, this is what I this is what I do. Maybe you maybe you'd be stoked by it. Maybe you know what I mean. And that's like a little bit nervous because you know people are there and they're ready with their crew and they're all you know this, the management is with the artist and you're just trying to say what's up to people and do that work and that sort of braces you sometimes for like sometimes people aren't going to talk to you and they're going to be like ah and they'll just like walk away. You know what I'm saying. And, and it's that fear that people always run from that you just gotta go, just go. Yes, because, like, I mean, it's just you're not gonna see these people. I mean, it's it's like good to be there, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're on stage, and you know you're on TV, and you could make a moment, right? Um, and you can make like a real moment for that show. That could be awesome, and all you have to do is just kind of lean into it. So it's like I'd rather make a joke that doesn't make you laugh. Than not make a joke at all. Mm. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I just think of, think of like shit like that sometimes. I'm rather, you know, and that's sort of been my career of like, nah, probably I don't know if I should do this. Ah, fuck it. I'm I mean, you've, do it. You've, and you've, it's changed my life, actually. You've, <laughs> had, you've had a lot of highlights on that show. What was your main one that stuck out to you? Like maybe your biggest battle on Wild What was What was your biggest moment on that that you could recall? Um, I would say, this is, this is just interesting. I mean, like, at least online, the biggest battle I had online was the one I lost. Like, uh, and I wouldn't even say it was good, uh, I, that I did well. I, I was very nervous. Um, I went against Sharon, and they did, like, the white boy battle. And that's, mm -hmm. like, a whole thing, because, like, all my, you know, Jewish supporters were like, well, Jew, you know, Jews aren't white, and da 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 you know. And, and I'm like, listen, man, just for sake, it was, like, me versus Sharon, because we're the two people that aren't black on the show. We're going to go battle. And it's it's a fun for TV. Like, as a producer, yeah, like, oh, this is, people are going to be like, oh, <laughs> I can't dude. wait. Yeah, I could get excited for it. So, of course, because I'm a newbie, right? It was my first season. I went first. This guy's been on the show 10 seasons already. I mean, you don't want to mess with him. He's going to come in and Cut go, you up. Sh 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 he'll just kill everyone. 
And uh, you know, the cool thing is you're battling people that don't even battle on the show. You're, it's like a comedy show. So your job is to make everyone laugh and go, ooh, ah, ha, ha, ha. So he just, he said some shit like, you got, I got bars, you got bar mitzvahs or something. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, ding, 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 ding. And I'm just like, oh man. And I uploaded it and it got like 7 million views. And I was like, yo, Sharon, this shit is crazy. And people are like, yo, you got killed. And then, you know, but the point is, like, I still got whatever I got off. And the thing is, you're still getting time. For me, from where I came from, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? But as far as me killing it, when I, I think the second, or it was like the first day of work, I did the same video and it was like, me on my first day, uh, Hitman and, and Charlie Clips came at me. And uh, I don't even think, Hitman didn't even know I rapped. He had no clue what I did. I think he was just like... People just think a comedian or whatever. And they were like, what the? You know, and they were judging the book? Yeah, judge the book by cover. And the craziest shit is, is that like some people, like, you know, after Eminem came out, people were like, yo, like, like people still don't know that anyone oh, they who's can not jump. black. Oh, yeah, they can like jump. White men can jump. <laughs> like, white men can jump. Like, and they're like, anyone that's like not looks a certain thing is going to, you know, chop it up. And that shit for me was really cool. But now for me, um, I'm really into like making jokes and getting the comedy landing. So now I'm doing stand up, and doing stand up is a whole new journey. It is a whole new journey to be like, yo, you're doing stand up, and like, I make you laugh. Okay, great. Okay, now what? You better make me laugh again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it. You got to go joke, joke, crowd work, joke up, down, and like I don't even know what I'm doing. I just know I have no fear. And I am afraid, but I'm like, I'm going to go up and die in front of you. And I don't care if I die. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to sacrifice my, I don't care. I've been booed off stage. Like, boo. And I want that shit. Because I want it. I want it, motherfucker. Like, bring it. I love that shit. That gets me excited. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to get booed. I want to be prepared. And that's the thing. If you prepare... It's amazing when you when it lands. If you are not prepared, you're gonna be up there like trying to figure it out. I'm like, bro, this isn't, you know, the stand up isn't rap. See, rap you have a beat in the background or rap battle. You could keep you know how to rap. Like I've been rapping more than half my life, so that <laughs> that is like I could dig myself out of a hole. So you know, trying to do that, it's just like exciting. Like I said. It's like starting over, like with wrestling for me in like in my in my journey, you know what I mean. But like, I understand like if I got high again because I've been sober for so long, it would be really hard to start that journey again because you feel so defeated, you know what I mean. And so if you know to really where I'm at with rap music, it's like go back to square one, like studio, 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 songs, songs, songs. Collaborations, play for people. Okay, you know, and just the age is just a you know a number. You know what I mean? And just don't don't worry about that. Just put out them songs. And for me, it's like anyone's listening to it. Man, that's epic. You know what I mean? Like people, I don't care. I'll I'll take a thousand streams because I went from a thousand streams or a thousand views to seven million views, and to have a million views or you know, I remember I, I just got my first million views on YouTube, like at a certain age you know on my own page and i was damn man, that's so crazy i can't believe i got a million views on youtube but there's no end you know sometimes it's like nice when you just do little things and you're like whoa i'm, I'm trying like inspirational stuff and 
I, sh- I am. I, I have an inspirational story. Why don't I do inspirational uh, speaking content stuff? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And it's like, oh, man, this shit. Do you feel like you don't have enough time? Views, huh? You feel like you don't have enough time in a day? Um, no, I, I know I have enough time. It's only I who wastes the time. I am mm, the only one I who like wastes one. my time. I'm the only one who does it. I wake up and I'm scrolling and I'm looking. What do I get out of this thing? This little thing in my look. My time hands you won't get back. Like it's yeah, it's like um, it's like you're just addicted to doing this, but you're thumbs and you're like you know, it's like it, but you know what? This just used to be video games, and now it's a phone. Yeah, <laughs> you know right, what I'm right. I mean that's a, the whole PowerPoint of a control right there. You know what I mean? They don't want anybody to see what's going on out there. They don't I, want people to go out there. And I I don't know about them, but I do know that the inf- like for me, I have the ability to like not touch it, and then when I I'm like going through withdrawal because I want to grab my phone. I'm like, dude, I could write a, write a song. I could have wrote nice. a song, but or I could have wrote a journal entry, or I could have wrote a joke, or I could have you know come up with a new script. I could have done so much creative. I could have uploaded something on my page, but instead, I'm just compare and despair you know you're just like oh Absolutely. look what they have and you're like this is how relationships probably end you're probably like oh i got my i got my significant other and you're like oh look you're looking you don't even know you're looking at shit you're just like that shit didn't even exist until you got on a phone and it's in a box that doesn't exist of course there's millions of people out there there's millions of betra- you know, attractive yeah. people you know what i mean but you, you saw it through this you know this thing and you didn't have to um, I wa- I just followed this girl Amanda Serrano. She's a Puerto Rican boxer. She has no phone, no boyfriend, no girlfriend. She's like, I'm not gonna have kids or anything till I'm retired. She's like, no relationships. I'm just focused on being the best I can be at boxing, and then I will move on That's to strong. the discipline. next thing. And it's crazy. Yeah, discipline is the number one drug I'm seeking. I know. I know you touch bases on 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 uh, abuse of drugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What was that point in your life like? What what I mean, because that's a dark time for you to be at where you're at now and have 18, almost 19 years of sobriety. Yeah, I was, I felt like I did drugs and then I was like, oh, I should just sell them. And then, uh, you know, so that way I could get more and then I got arrested and then you're like, oh, and you're like dodging stuff and you're like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. And then you're like on a sports team and you got to pass urine tests and like your whole obsession of life is now you know, in this realm of going out, hanging out, trying to hold on to this thing you've grown up with, which is sports, and then, you know, developing this addiction. And then next thing you know, I realized, you know, when I got clean and I got I got arrested, I went I did time for selling ecstasy and then I got a you know, I was on parole and selling drugs again while on parole and probation and getting arrested while you're on the probation period and, and using when you know that whole cycle of shit is basically like stealing from peter to give to the piper is i don't know what that's the expression but it's like okay so now you got to pay him back and you get this and but i have you know if i gotta pay him back while i owe you money and someone else supposed to give me money but i don't have it yet i've literally like i know how addictive this whole lifestyle is because without drugs for and drinking for over 18 years, I still have that quality when I bring it into my current life with just like income, which is all made legally. It's just like, you still think you're like, oh, I can't pay. I mean, you could have like a hundred thousand dollars, but like, well, I can't give me 500 yet. So I get 700 from the other guy. And you're like, it, 
yeah, you can, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it, it's, it's, you, addiction is like, it's this horrible disease that doesn't leave you once the drugs do. So it's like learning how to use what, like the good stuff out of it, which was my hustle and tenacity. And I think, you know, developed like for my, I started running marathons. I ran four marathons in like wow. three, I ran three marathons in a year. Right. I ran one marathon right before, um, COVID. And then I ran three just like last year. I'm just like, I'm just like, it's this new addiction, this new drug. Yeah. Just, I love pain and Those seeking positive. discipline. And I know it's crazy because my whole family it comes from my brothers in the strength training business. My other brother is like trains Orthodox Jews to like fight self-defense. Krav Maga, he was a sergeant in the military in Israel. He's a Marine. He was a captain. I mean, it's just, my, it just would come from some line of discipline, right? I feel like I'm the mo the least disciplined one, um, but to the the issue with addiction is like you could be aware that you're it's all happening, and you still can't stop doing it. Like I'm aware that I'm like yo I'm on my phone for an hour, now I'm on my phone for two hours. I give no fucks. I am on my phone for six hours. Then, then, you, get, then you get that weekly uh, that weekly update. Your yeah, percentage went up. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And you're like, yo, you're like, I'm at, you know, and 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 take away the phone or whatever it is. It was like, yo, I'm doing one bag of blow. I'm doing two bags of blow. I'm doing a half ounce of cocaine. Just the growth in anything you do. Yeah. So That's crazy, so like that was really what my life was like. So I'm talking like co-signing all my own bullshit and being like, nah, I'm good, nah, I'm good, nah, I'm good. Okay, now I'm not good. Spiritually, you're like, well, I need to change, I need to change. I need to get arrested. Like, someone needs to stop me. I need to die. I need to, okay, I got arrested. Okay, thank God. I'm, I'm not beat to go to prison. Okay, I'm stopping. Like, so you, know, you went to prison, was, right? I went to jail. I had a, I had a short bid that was like nine months. I was supposed to do five years. And then um, I got paroled. And then, um, and then I went back. And then I was, I, when I got clean, I put myself in a, it's what they call a, um, a three-quarter house and just sort of like a halfway house, a three-quarter house is sort of where everyone's in recovery, probably in parole, probation, something, and they're just trying to get better. So they're like living in a contained environment with curfews and stuff. And and uh, yeah, and then from there, man, it was just like, you know, move back to the parents' house, starting music and delivering pizza and just doing, doing that life. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, what's mental health part of your life? How how does that you simulate that into that? You know, um, I know you you're a big advocate for it. Yeah, I mean, so I figure at this point, at least in like, the mental health thing is interesting because now mental health is such a cool thing to even discuss. Um, I felt like it wasn't, and I feel like it's still, I still some levels it isn't. Like you know, um, first off, I think, you know, I had to see a psych. Um, you know, a reason a thing is interesting is about when you're taking drugs, a lot of people would like, I would do cocaine <laughs> to like calm down, which is crazy because it's like an upper, but like you're depending on your like chemical imbalance. It's a big reason to why I ended up on, you know, SSRIs or, or things like Lexapro, you know, I started taking that. Um, and then you could. This was like to really balance a lot of like the anxiety and stress. And then also, if you think about a lifestyle of an artist, it's if you go to bed at 10 p.m. and you have a regiment, you wake up at 5 a.m. and you do this every day, every day, every day. This your lifestyle 
and you eat clean and you drink water and you don't drink or you don't smoke, you're probably going to have more stability. But for artists, there's it's 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 like a give and take. So then my mental health, I took myself off like uh, medication, right, when I moved overseas. And to say that I didn't lose it a little bit, I think like in the long run, it's really hard, you know, on a, on a road. I mean, there's being an advocate for mental health and then also dealing with medication and then also being sober, or, you know, and just, you know, the world of wellness now, everyone's meditating and and. Like I said, running for me is therapeutic, not only like physical wise, but I have all these thoughts and intrusive thoughts. I suffer from, I suffer from OCD. I literally go to, I go to OCD therapy, which is like, it's different than talk therapy. You have to, so OCD is like, for instance, like if you could, just a, a small example is like checking if the door was locked. This is just like- Knowing a, you locked it, but going back. Yeah, and be like, I gotta check it. I gotta, I'm not sure if I locked it. But- that can manifest into other areas of your life like trichotillomania or like, you know, having a lot of hair in your arm and always being like, I'm just going to like gotta pluck, 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 pluck. It's sort of like to reduce your anxiety so you, you, you get into a play, compulsion. Right? Yeah, or you go into a compulsion, but it's like a cycle. So every time it makes you feel better for a second, but it really just ignites it more. So that's something new that I just started doing like this past this past year and I realized being like missed it's like a, it's such a long journey mental health because you're like I didn't sign up for this but once you know you got to do it you know what I'm saying and you're like it's up to you and today I was like fuck I'm I know I'm not in it right I'm not in it and then I'm like what can I do okay what can I oh take a cold shower cold showers treat like you know it's uh, like your body that re replenish yeah well it's like called like top line activity there's things that will really assist you in sort of making you feel better about your situation and also no and this is like i said the thing is crazy about and i'm not going to call it mental health i'm going to call it you know addiction there's ocd these are all different things right they're 88 these are all different things i'll just speak for myself or what i my own experience mm -hmm. i could be aware that this is happening and still choose to do it and then i'll be like ah it's fine fuck it and and still be stuck in it and you're like damn dude this is it's mad powerful because people could live like this their entire life and you're like, yeah, why have they never changed? I'm like, because you never got help. You never decided to change it. So it's it's not only willpower. It's like the really the ability to just be able to be like, okay, it's my job to schedule therapy and pay for it. It's like, I'm, if I can't pay for it, like, that's my bad. You know what I mean? But like, is it willing for, am I willing? You only have one mind. I'm not, and I've had so many people in my life pass away mostly from drugs but i would say probably their issues would stem from other things that they did drugs you do drugs to help deal with your inner pain so you know what i mean so if someone's doing that they're like damn dude like it's my responsibility now I, I, you know i'm saying i'm at an age where i'm like i just looked and i was like i just spent two thousand dollars on therapy i was like oh i spent two thousand on therapy and i'm like that's crazy though if you're like ever thinking about going therapy like i ain't trying to drop no two racks Nah, you can be like, oh, fuck that. How could <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, the but then I'll make myself feel proud of myself that I invested that money in my own well-being. You know what I mean? Because if someone, I could make $2,000 tomorrow off a song. Yeah. And I wouldn't have even been in that situation because I would have been so mentally destroyed. I wouldn't even have been in that room. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy because 
I, w- I was just having this conversation last night from the Wu thing. You know, I sit there, I look at RZA and all them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're very choice in their choice of words mm-hmm. and and their presentation of oh, it ain't really, really, not excited. You know what I mean? It's just like how can you have so much humbleness with so much success? It's mm-hmm. it's, it's strange because some of the most successful people I've ever met have been the most humblest and. To me, I, I want to know how it's that. How, how do you do that? Because life is overbearing sometimes. I'll tell you this story. <laughs> this is so crazy. So when I, before I got on Wild and Out, this is uh, 2021. This is in October. Um, I was uh, rapping outside uh, MSG. And uh, this is before the Bing Bong thing came. I'm sure you guys knew about all the Bing Bong, Bing Bong. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that happened outside MSG from Side Talk. Um, and I was rapping outside and I'm like I'm gonna rap outside the Knicks games until they let me perform at the Knicks halftime or I'm gonna rap outside until they let me inside so I started this whole brand we outside till we inside which is like we're knocking on doors till we're getting inside nice. and um I um you know I just I ended up you, you know, eventually getting on Wild and Out, I got the audition. The video of Fat Joe went viral. Fat Joe joined me. It was just like this crazy situation that was like, he was actually, in, in comparison, I, I told my girl this the other night, I was like, yo, Fat Joe was in the episode and he talked about, he was quoting Big L, obviously from DITC. And when he rapped to me, he spat, he spit the verse, enough's enough. Federal's tried to send me, he was spitting from his rhymes from, from the joint with Big L. And like, um, and, Quote me if I'm not wrong. I don't know if that Fat Joe quote last night in the that we watched was with Big L, but um, from in the movie. Yeah, I know he's I th- like like uh, it was definitely associated with him, DITC, and I thought Big L. So he he I told him I told him we outside till we inside. A year later goes back and it's December first, twenty twenty two. I am on stage at Madison Square Garden. Right now it's sold out. Mm. I manifested this shit. I said, I'm a rap outside Madison Square Garden. That's, and that's... until I get in. And I didn't perform, you know what I'm saying? I was on stage. Um, you know, we was wild and out. We're there. You know, I'm part of the crew. You know what I mean? I wasn't actually part of the show, but I'm on stage at Madison Square Garden. It's pretty amazing that I'm, you know, I've done this. Mm. Be outside this... until you was in. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful man- manifestation, man. And and then, you know, a month later, I was rapping outside again at, like, another thing. Because the thing is, you are inside. It doesn't matter, essentially. We are on the inside of our own path. Does that make sense? It's Absolutely. like, I am... Each, each person's journey is unique. Yeah, my, my, my journey is unique, man. I'm like, I, tr- I want to fall in love with it more. My God. Like, it's... It, it's it's so ill. Like, I'm just like, yo, I don't even care. Like, cause the thing is, I'm well aware that the entity that I'm part of is why they're there. It's not because of me. And for it, for, so for now, okay, I got that. That's a small window, right? That is a nice, it is a nice story to tell. Like I was rapping outside Fat Joe and we're outside till we're inside. And then 13 months later, you know, from October, end of October to December 1st, I'm on stage at Madison Square Garden, (laughs) right? So let's take that and say, yo, that's nice. That's that's a big victory for some, but for me, it's a small victory because how about we just play my own set at Madison Square Garden? That's that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? I want you to DJ. I want you guys to be there and be like, okay, just. And then you're just like, okay, cool. Like, where do we sell the merch table? Where's the merch? You know what I mean? Because now I want to sell. You're gonna need that, right? So, but because people don't technically, I hear the police. 
See, they coming for us now. <laughs> they know we are. clothing line. Yeah. Um, so, okay. And what's the next step? Okay, you play Madison Square Garden. You open up for, for an act. And uh, or you just keep telling that story because it, it's inspiring to a lot of kids. They're like, yo, that's it. And check it out. That high is going to come down. And then you get dark. And you're, oh, man, look, everyone else got it. And you're like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then you stay on the path, my God. Go back to that. Go buy some studio time. Make a song. Which, you know, get out of your head. So this, I'm love to be like my journey, at least in my mental health thing, is like staying my body out of my head. Nice. You know what I mean? Get out of this. Because up here, bro, no, you don't even get to experience, but you just see me in my physical, like, sh 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 we're moving and, and jiving, you know? Because if, if I could be, I literally thought about that show. I don't know. I would meet someone from that show that we talked. We were just talking about this show with where I met um, M80. I was like Killer Mike and, uh, and Mickey Fax and G-Dep and these these rappers, right, that are all famous in their own right but all have different levels. Mickey Fax went on to do something, you know, uh, one guy's not outside right now. He's incarcerated. And the other guy's part of the, one of the biggest rap groups of all time right mm. now, Run the Jewels. And I'm like, you couldn't have told that guy that... that 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 would have happened that year, that he, you know what I'm saying? You would have, he would have never. Oh yeah, that's I'm totally gonna be playing Coachella in front of tens of thousands <laughs> and, and making a quarter million dollars or whatever. And, but my that, bro. my the, my thing is, you know, I'm trying to make a plan. And one thing I really loved about Rizzo was that he he did make a five year plan. I'm afraid to make a five year plan, but like I, I need to do it and just you know, I would love to become, you know more prolific at writing in script, writing jokes and comedy, doing stand-up, doing music, and combining for a live show where I could sell tickets and, you know, also just helping people and sharing my story. But I do think, like, if I learned anything, right, trials and tribulations, is that the more I stayed in my head, the more I made bad choices. Mm. Straight up. like the trapped more, in the brain. Yeah, like staying in my head, thinking this, this, you know, doing drugs, staying in my head, doing this, you know, not going for it, stay in my head, you know, um, people end up in their head about their relationships and there's no issues with the relationship at all. And then you're just thinking, oh, you know, maybe there's something else. To, and you could just make these decisions for the rest of your life being, oh, not sure if and, mm -hmm. and being so. But I loved, I just love the work. And uh, my brother, you know, he's just like, do the work. My brother, Zach Evanash, he, uh, he does strength training stuff and he's just like shut up do the work don't you stop know? yeah i mean it's it's so cliche but i hate working i'm so inherently lazy <laughs> because but like you i know, join you there man you know what i mean people are like oh you work so hard i was like no you don't know what hard work is like waking up running six miles working out for three hours doing this so what does that look like in music Waking up, writing jokes. Well, I don't got nothing to write about. Well, put the pen down to the paper anyway. I don't want to run. Well, that, Andrew, yeah, that you don't want to run. Why? Yeah, well, okay, then then you're just fine. Then don't complain if you look the way you look like or you're not. It's just, you know what I mean? Accept so, it what it is or it, yeah, do something about it. Yeah, so for me, man, I'm just I'm just trying to, I saw this me this reel the other day, dog. Um, I don't know how long, how much time we have. Uh, we're running out of time. I just want. Okay. I just I want to touch on one base real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah touch you on have it. this big disc. I mean, oh, I, would, yeah. I would I would I would I would even say it's a disc. It was a return return. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Elaborate on that. Okay. With, uh, with who? the Kanye West disc. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the Kanye West Death Con three. 
Okay, so Kanye, you know, obviously said a lot of anti-Semitic shit, you know, anti-Jewish stuff for people that don't understand the term anti-Semitism. I just need to, like, break that down, that that was a word used to describe anti-Jewishness, right? It doesn't mean semi-people or people from... Um, so there uh, was a song, and, you know, there's a lot of, like, misconceptions about Jewish people, a lot of very... Uh, just continuously negativity and Kanye just went all in and I said you know what this is a great opportunity for me to just clap back you know what I'm saying and who cares like I'm never gonna work with Kanye but you know my biggest dream I hoped I did because I really liked Kanye but I'm just gonna make this song made this song my boy Sam Barsh produced it I recorded it in a spot literally a mile away for at a spot where a guy also he did Donda he had Donda credits on the wall even my na my neighbor, everyone's recorded. I know so many people that work with Kanye. It's not crazy. So it's like, all right, makes sense. I'm the Jewish dude. Let me just let me just make this, and I did but it. You're and entitled it broke to that the because... yeah, that's it, and that's what I did. I was just like, and I don't make diss records. Like I said last time I was battling, it was like ninety in the beginnings of the two thousands, you know, and that was it. I was like, fuck this. I'm a wild and now I'm the Jewish guy on the show. I'm just like, it makes sense. I did it. Mm -hmm. Eat a dick, everyone. And that was kind of like my F you to, you know, everyone who's ever thought that and, and Kanye, but specifically Kanye West. And yeah, man, I shot a video. We literally released it in a day. He, my, my video editor edited it. And that's our thing. We like shoot a video, edit it out the next day, upload. Nice. Just millions of views. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, those were some powerful words. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think, you know, it's aggressive stuff like I'm a very lighthearted guy like I tell you about my story selling drugs and steal a car armed robberies no one believes it because of my character how I appear because I'm like a funny I'm a lighthearted guy no you're a salesman yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I'm a salesman yeah, I'm a lighthearted salesman but I also sold cemetery plots door to door you know what I'm saying so I'm trying to say I'm trying to bury somebody on the mic sometimes and I don't know like hey. I wanna I want somebody to be like yo you, you, you look just look at the comment section at how how comfortable people are saying shit on the internet and not in real life. And I'll, and to be honest, no one came up to me from that song and said, yo, F you, Kosher Dills, you're, you know, you little bitch, da, 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 da. No one, but online they, they do. And I was just like, this they is hit the kind buttons. of, they love to hit those buttons. And so I just thought, you know, kind of too comfortable. That's what I did. A little razzle-dazzle? Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Like, I didn't care if it got 10,000 views or 5,000, but it got millions. It got hundreds of thousands on YouTube. And people were like, yo, it was just... Kanye was everything for, like, two months. So, like, on the internet, every day. The, the world couldn't stop clicking on him. So I was like, whatever, man. I, I've earned a right. I've been rapping for 25 years. I'm going to make a diss track. You know nice. what I'm saying? And, and, um, and you also have... You have the right to tell anyone you don't. They disrespect you, and dis, you know you could tell them to go eat a dick, respectfully or disrespectfully. However you and choose. It, yeah, it's whatever exactly walk of life you go. Yeah, man. And uh, I would if he said, "Yo, I seen this podcast you did." You know what I mean? The guys from Buffalo, and I'll be like, "Trials and tribulations, man." You know, You're, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you know what I like? What? I like that negative talk because that's promotion. You know what I mean? You, you, one of their, one of their, their followers and friends is gonna, you know, click because they, they like that. A lot of, I got a lot of people that clicked on it. So I, you know, people click, going, people man. click, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? But not many people are in cliques and uh, Ooh, that are tight. You know what I mean? That's deep. Uh, like tight knit ones. And I'm in a clique by myself, and I got a couple good people around me. And um, and it's a journey, man. Like I said, you know, even Kanye has trials and tribulations. I hope you learn. You know what I mean? I'm, it's, I don't want anyone to ever die or anything like that. I don't. I don't wish malice on anyone, but I would say that I do wish malice on people that don't take that extra step that they know they could and they choose not to. Mm. And sometimes I even say to myself, I'm like, oh my God, am I, am I speaking to myself? Holy shit. And you're like, no, you know, stop thinking. Do it. You you're know? your best supporter though. Yeah, man. I'm going to get out there. I'm about to go get it right now. Yeah, I just want to say this story. I was like, yo, I seen this reel. And he's like, so it was like a question. It was just one of these funny reels with the audio. And he's like, so like, like you know, how do you do it? And he's like, ass, wake up. So let's, let, like, let's get it. <laughs> that, that's it there's, and, a, there's a guy out there called Gifted Hands in his song you know what I mean the one song there he's gonna set his own pace on his on, it's, listen to it it's called Gifted Hands Gifted Hands All right. and it's a beautiful part because in his, in his video he goes to the doctor and asking him you know this guy ain't got no hands on you know what I mean he's challenged you know what I mean oh, well. and she goes well what are you waiting for and then he goes, you're right. What am I waiting for? And it was just, the lyrics in that song is very, get the hands, you know what I mean? I admire you, bro. You gotta, you gotta drive. But not, get back to you. You got a unique story, you know, and we're real appreciative of you sharing it. You know, a lot, this is gonna shed a lot of inspiration on, on mental health, you know what I mean? Continuous drive towards athleticism or, or whatever in life. You know? Yeah, the so athletic really, stuff is, is, it could be, I take my wrestling stuff and put it from my rap, you know what I mean? That's what I love to do. You know we I mean? really appreciate you. And we're, we're glad we took this show on the road. You know, pulled up on you, and we, you know, we're thankful for you. Welcome us into your house with open yeah. arms. And it's, well, it's, it's, man, it's I wish unique. I had some food or something for you guys, but you know. we appreciate it, bro. You know what I mean? I'll My cook. culture is Native American, and we, we, whatever comes along, we're very thankful. You know, we don't, we want the best of the world. You know, but we don't really, we, we take what we can. You know, and we appreciate it. I love it, man. I gotta get down with the native. Native. I feel like I feel like it's something I'm disconnected from. Just living in New York, so I'll come we, got very, we got a very simulation. You know what I mean? Because it's crazy. Because you guys go by what your your mother is. Yeah. The same thing as as the Native Americans. We yes. simulate in that in that fashion of you know what I mean. Your blood descent comes from your mother. I love it, man. I love it. Where, I where's where's the story. platforms people can follow and reach out to you? And your any company that you want to give a shout out? Yeah. At? Um, I would say everything is just Kosha Dills, K-O-S-H-A-D-I-L-L-Z. You'll see it right here on the screen. Obviously, you're watching, as you already know. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Kosha Dills WorldCom, um, KoshaDillsWorld.com is the website. Obviously, watch Wild and Out. Watch season 18. Um, watch all the season, but I'm on season 18. It's nine episodes, and I got 11 coming up in season 19 and 20 that I'll just, you'll see my face. So uh, hopefully those make the cuts. You, you never really know what happens. And, and um, yeah, man, Spotify. I'll just If you want to dig deeper into my catalog, I got all the music up there. Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, the whole thing. Make sure you tune in, man. This is a very special story. So yeah, man. We appreciate it, man. Really all right, do. man. Trials and Tribulations. Absolutely. Yes, TTS sir. on the road. Yeah. It's for y'all. Listen up. Anti-Semitism bars, New York City six races for every point up in my star. First name, Rami Pickle out the jar. This is death concrete, guarantee you won't go far. Yeah, what Benjamin screwed the media bank? I own none of that. Silent friends try to play ball. I can see you never wanna run it back. Wrong focus. Jesus walked the Sunday service. You in denial like Moses. Please disguise your races. Cause your ex is fucking funny, dudes by fireplaces and your spineless basic. I used to be a pussy like you, then I stopped complaining. Drink teams, don't let him say shit. Route the fuck with you a worker style. Burn a pair of easy. See the shoes are burger now. I understand you need money for 
depicts and views You're a blind billionaire and I see the bitch in you This for all the right wingers, leftists who do Absolutely nothing and pretend they make moves For yay lovers, ill hands and candace owing too You can all get this, man I'm owing y'all the truth This for every right wingers, leftists who do Absolutely nothing and pretend they make moves For yay lovers, ill hands and candace owing too You can all get this, I can't tell who is who not a manager, bro, my boss is black I got a sick cannon for every asshole talking back 2024 is yours, take it off the map The shit you said about George is completely capped, bruh Own land versus homeland, we all struggling Only rep the people, I don't mess with governments Jewish, but I'm faking, skin color mistaken Head rabbi from the synagogue of Satan Out in Times Square, peaceful, assalamualaikum We so diverse, many colors, no mask, no Jason Not emo, but I need a lot of blessings Think you got hate, bro? You should see the comment section Call me fake Hebrew, blame for living life Rabbi Heschel, Emma Okay, March 54 for civil rights, don't wing it, Hana Kanye attacks happen actually. Yeah, and they, I'm a naysayer and a Maccabee. The flamethrower is a weapon they use to separate us like uneducated fools. I speak for myself and many others do. From the dreidel to the grave, I'm a rep what I do. Politicians only help themselves, it's the truth. People stick together, I won't give up on you. I still believe in peace, I won't give up on you. For all the right wingers, leftists who do absolutely nothing and pretend they make moves. For yay lovers, ill hands and candace owing too. You can all get this, man. I'm owing y'all the truth. This for every right wingers, leftists who do absolutely nothing and pretend they make moves. For yay lovers, ill hands and candace owing too. You can all get this. I can't tell who is who.